Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It is the last Monday in August. Can you believe it? I can't believe it's the end of my birthday month, but I'm going to end the month with a bang because my friend Mia Heiselman is here today to be with us, and I am positive that we will laugh. You will love her. Um, (laughs) If you have not read Mia yet, you're in for a huge treat, and I'm going to read her bio here so you can get to know her better. Mia Heinzelman is a polka dot wearing horror and romance movie lover who always has a book and a to-do list in her purse. She writes fun, unforgettable, more than just laughs romance about strong women and men with enough heart to fall for them. When she isn't busy writing fictional happily ever afters, she is likely reading, playing board games, or eating sweets. She currently lives in Las Vegas, Nevada with her husband and two children. You can find Mia at her website, and I did put a link to her website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, BookBub. She, you will be hooked up with Mia. <laughs> so click through there and follow her everywhere so you don't miss a book. And, uh, and also on her website, you can sign up for her newsletter, too. So head over there and take a look for sure, and you will love her covers are adorable. We'll talk about that, too. But, Mia, you have a new book coming. How are you? Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so glad to be back on Book Lights with you. I'm doing really well, just writing as usual. (laughs) And I'm super (laughs) excited about uh, Monopoly is coming. I feel like uh, almost like, you know how on Game of Thrones they're always like, winter is coming and it was like this thing that felt yes. me I feel like that with Monopoly <laughs> like it's coming get ready folks because it's about to you know fall all over you it's coming <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm super yes. excited it's my board game series yes and when Mia and I write together in a group called the word makers and we just finished another 20,000 words in five days so we're both kind of uh but <laughs> But when Mia first joined, she was working on this book. And so I feel like it's my baby, too. I'm like, when is it finally coming out? But can you tell everybody about, you know, what the series is about and the book? Because it's so unique. And I just I can't wait for it to be out in the world. Thank you. Yes, this is absolutely a word maker baby, because, like, I feel like this whole series I wrote right when I joined Word Makers, and it just feels like I mm-hmm. got so much input and everybody was involved, but I'm in love with this series. It is called the Love and Game series. Monopoly is the first book in the series, and it follows three women who are owners, co-owners of a board game, a classic board game shop. Um, and it's so fun because they go through everything while falling in love. So, that part is fun. But Monopoly, I particularly love because it's the idea that sparked the whole series. Um, we follow Harper and Declan, and they are just spicy because it's enemies to lovers. We've got a Monopoly tournament. Um, <laughs> everything is in there, and I just love it so much. And I love all the lingo. I say Monopolingo. There's so much Monopolingo. If you don't come away with at least a couple terms, something is really wrong. 
<laughs> so how did you come up with the idea for this? Have you ever been to a board game shop, or is that something you always dreamed you would have? What what birthed this idea for you? I have always loved board games, period. That is just hands down. I come from a family of loud, you know, competitive game players. Mostly my family is Yahtzee, though, which is ironic. My mom is like the queen of Yahtzee. We play so fast and in tournaments, and we add like like we are wizards, like robotic wizards. That's how fast we add when we play Monopoly. I mean, I play Yahtzee. But then I, I thought, God, this would be so cute. When I looked, uh, I was researching something else, totally different book, and it said something about a Monopoly tournament. And then naturally, my brain was like, well, what if they were competitors? And, then, you know, he, <laughs> you know, I had the jailbirds and um, so many cute little names in there. And what if they were on opposing teams and they had to go against each other? And she was representing her game shop, and he was just, you know, somebody who loved family game nights like my family. But would it bring up that competitive spirit and would love survive in the middle of all of that? So that's where it really came from. Ah, I love that idea. And I love family game nights. So when my kids were little, we used to play games all the time. And now I barely ever get to play games because I'm such a grown-up. And I hate that because I love board <laughs> games. Oh, <laughs> so do you guys I have family game nights still? Absolutely. And I have so many games. I often get games as gifts. Um, I have so many. And it's always like, big and loud and vibrant, especially, like, if we play Taboo, watch out mm-hmm. because it is high-speed, <laughs> rapid-fire, like, really competitive, but it's so fun. And as long as you don't right. cheat, I'm okay. I'm not a sore loser. I just don't like cheaters. Well, my Monopoly story for you is that we used to play that with my kids, and my daughter is really math whiz, and everyone who knows me knows that I am not. Um, That's why I'm a writer. I don't do math. But my daughter, math whiz. And so anyway, we would play Monopoly, and she would always win. And one night I was actually watching what she was doing, and I'm like, huh, huh, my daughter was <laughs> pulling out the money for people and she would give you all of your money and then she would give one $100 bill to Panda. And I'm like, excuse me. And she <laughs> says, it's, it, she, when I caught her, she says, it's interest. I'm the banker. Always these side rules. <laughs> right? You she always said, got, I'm like, the banker and it's rules. interest. <laughs> and I, you know, I used to always hide like a $500 bill under the board so that I would psych people out. And, you know, you'd think, oh, wow, she's almost broke. And then, boom, I right. pulled that $500 bill from under the board. And then, hey, I'm still in this game and I'm taking your property. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she was giving herself interest, though. That is so funny. Yes, yes. She was giving herself interest payments, and after that, there was a rule that Panda could never be banker again. <laughs> <laughs> she lost banking money. privileges. She have so much money. <laughs> right? But but I think that there are so many cool family stories that come out of game night, and I hope that in our video age that we don't lose, you know, that that game night 
thing because exactly. a lot of our family memories that we have are around different board games that we were playing. Exactly. Um, At the kitchen table yeah, or the so. living room table, so many family stories and traditions are built there. And I knew a lot mm-hmm. of people could relate, too, because whether you love Monopoly or not, you've played it or you have a complaint about it or you love it or you're the banker, <laughs> there's always somebody's story that centers around Monopoly. It's like a staple of our time. Very true. And, you know, side story, um, when I was doing research for my new werewolf pack is up in Salem, Massachusetts. So I was going up to do all of this, you know, witchy research because there's going to be a coven. And while I was up there, I had no idea that like Milton Bradley and all those people were all from there. And there are tours and there is a Ouija board museum there. And there's all these board games everywhere. I had no idea that like around Salem, was the board game metropolis back in the day. <laughs> so, I knew like I need to know this stuff. Like, send me links. Like yeah, that. Parker so Brothers famous. was, yeah, they have tours wow. of Parker Brothers stuff. So anyway, yeah, you have to go to Salem now. <laughs> that sounds like something I need to do for research purposes. <laughs> right. Really right. Justified. You can write it off. <laughs> It's a book research trip. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so for people fun. who can't for people who can't wait because the pre order is Monopoly Love is up on pre order, what they can read now is the friendship contract is already out. So do you want to tell everybody a little yes. bit about that one? Absolutely. I love the friendship contract. It is the first book in my terms and conditions series. Book two is in the making just so in case people are wondering. But this one is Allegra and Damon, and they've been their law partners and best friends since college. Um, but they, he ends up, I should say, the story starts where she is getting a proposal or her boyfriend is proposing. She finds a ring and finds out it's not for her. <laughs> so then there's oh, a little no. consoling that turns into some warmth and, and heat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a spoiler that's not a spoiler and and this is obviously by the name of the book there's a contract involved right absolutely they come up with that <laughs> on the way to a <laughs> wedding because he's going to end up being her date which you know is going to end up being a hotel room and a, a, a single bed and a best friend <laughs> only one bed and, a, and the contract <laughs> You know I love all the tropes. This is like a gumbo stew of tropes, and I love it. Um, The contract is funny, though, because they're not supposed to take it too far in order to protect the friendship. But, you know, this is a romance, and there's a happily ever after to be be had. So so we'll see what happens to that contract. (laughs) (laughs) And how many books do you see being in that series? Right now, I have three in mind. Uh, She has a best friend, or they both have a best friend, Leah. uh, And it's definitely an enemies to lovers. The the law case that they were dealing with, or the legal case they were dealing with, the opposite lawyer and Leah butted heads pretty badly. Now we're going to see what kind of friction 
what kind of heat that friction can cause <laughs> from them in book two. Oh my! And then <laughs> book three, there's um, a wedding planner or a bit planner who works across the hall from their their law office, and she's gonna find somebody. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. That's Fallon, yeah. And and all of them are going to have contracts. Oh, no. The second one, oh, okay. <laughs> they all have legal aspects to it. Um, I see. Okay. The second one is like enemies. I, I'm pretty sure the title is going to be, this is, a, this is a spoiler because I have not revealed the title, but my working title oh, okay. is Enemies Indictment. So oh, nice. we'll see what happens with that. And then I have Frenemies. There is a word, but I don't want to tell that title yet because it's really cute, and I just want somebody else to be able to publish it real fast. But, um, yeah, so there's friends, enemies, and frenemies that, are, that I have ah, in mind so it. far. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And um, thank you. I, so I have to, I have to ask, um, do you have favorite, uh, since that's a big trope with the, the um, contracts, do you have favorite books or movies that use that? That use that Let's trope. See. Because I mean, what I, came to I, mind for me was the that. wedding date, the wedding date, and the proposal. Oh, right. Yeah. I do love both of those so much. It's well, and then the music in the wedding date really kind of sucks you. And I just love Deborah Messing and um, yes. Dermot Mulroney. That was such a cute movie. It was a little sexy and it was fun. I thought it was sweet. I right. do love contracts, contracts like that, but. I, you know, I couldn't think of any when you first asked that question, which is very strange. I don't know, but I do love it. I do love a good contract. Well, there's 50 shades, too. In my mind, too, I thought but I was that one... doing something original. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, nothing's original. Yeah, contract it's, it's versus, like, it, right. Because really, in wedding date and a proposal, it's really more of a an agreement. You know, 50 shades, yeah, there's, there's all like these contracts. Arrangements, but... agreements, contracts. <laughs> So uh, beforehand plan with rules that kind of maps out right. what's supposed to happen and never happens. Yes. Which Here's our boundaries. <laughs> Here we are running over them. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is my problem is that I struggle so hard to keep them from falling in love really fast. I just want them to be happy right away. And I realize that you won't really have a story or a book if I let them fall right. in love like in chapter two. <laughs> So, right. I mean, there's got to be all these things in the way. And it sucks a little bit, but, you know, I do what I have to for great entertainment. <laughs> right, right. And it's funny. I think that um, sometimes readers have no idea how hard it is for us as writers to keep them apart. I know that sometimes it makes them so mad when they get so close to a kiss and then, oh, an interruption. But we do, too. <laughs> love it because they want to pine and they they love it but they don't want it to be over so it's that like dual you know <laughs> dual needs that you it's have. the push don't it's let the it push in. and pull that we all love right yeah <laughs> absolutely because we already know the ending we know if it's romance it's gonna have romance is gonna have that happily ever after it's always about how how they're gonna get there. right 
how will they get there and and how big are the conflicts that they have to crawl over because some books are softer than others i have some where right. you know there's more outward conflict happening and they stay a team for most of it but i have others where when i start that book i'm like I don't know how this is ever going to work out. Um, but, you know, those are usually the unicorn books where it writes itself and you're like, woohoo. <laughs> so sometimes like you're the bigger all happy is as you easier. find out. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, yeah, like yeah, writing, I find out like, how oh will God, they work this, this out. Amazing. I'm so glad they got together. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, yeah, writing is you're weird. Writing the story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you tell I'm a pantser? <laughs> exactly. I like it. I think I'm a planter, though. I definitely think I'm a planter. Yeah, you're somewhere I in between. I plan as much as I can, but then I don't want to tell too much of the story to myself because then it's hard for me to write it. Right, right. Yeah, and and for me, I usually, I'm not completely pantsing. I usually kind of know what I want the ending scene to be. I just have no idea how mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. And and sometimes <laughs> by the time I get there, the ending scene has changed. So I'm not married to anything uh, when I start out. <laughs> I love that. I mean, and I, I owe a lot to you, too, because with the tarot uh, for writers, that helps so much, especially, like, if you just need a little clarification about where you're going with the story, sometimes you pull a card and then boom, right. oh, well, that's mm-hmm. what is supposed to happen. And it makes a lot of sense, you know? Right. And sometimes when we're stuck, it's a huge help to yank out the tarot cards and just ask a simple question, what should happen next? And you pull a card and you go, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. And off you go again. So, yeah, tarot <laughs> cards for writers is a great thing. <laughs> I do. I love it. And let me just tell you, the book I'm writing right now is a holiday romance, but I've made a character who loves tarot, and she is, hey. like, guiding her friends. And so it's so fun. Oh, <laughs> have oh all my I love notes it. Ready. Yay. Oh, I can't wait to get that one. Um, so that kind of answers. I was going to ask you, what's next? What are you working on? Is the holiday book going to come out this year? Yes, this year I have um, the Yay. holiday romance is coming, plus something special is coming, too, with um, the HEA Collective is coming soon. I can't say when because, you know, it's got to be a surprise. Here it is. Get your book. So right. that's coming right. this year. And then the beginning of next year, I'll have book two in the Terms and Conditions series, and then it is all loving games for a little while. It's going to be Monopoly, then book two and book three, uh, my 2024 and my 2025 are almost filled up. Wow, that's amazing. And for people who don't know, can you explain what the HEA Collective is and how they can get involved? Absolutely. It's a group of authors, romance authors, who came together in order to offer readers like sneak peeks and great story four stories per month by trope so for instance last month was second chance or actually this month this month is second chance next month we have a new trope coming with four new books so every month you'll get four new books by four of your favorite romance authors and it's pretty awesome and also there's like lives and exclusive content on the patreon 
so um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It feels like a romance reader's dream. So all they have to do is go to patreon.com and search for HEA Collective? Yes. That's exactly right. Or or the Happily Ever Ever After Collective. Okay. And are there different – for people who don't know, people who are listening now going, what is Patreon? Um, Patreon is a platform for you to be a patron – for different um, creative projects that you love. Like I have a Patreon and my patrons get a free short story every month that they get to choose who it's going to be about. And I'm working on that now um, <laughs> because the end of <laughs> August is coming quick. Um, <laughs> but And they also get, you know, signed books and things like that. And so there are different levels that you can be a patron. So some people can do $5 a month or $10 a month and then you you get more. So how do you have different levels? What's the lowest one for them to get four books? Let me see. I think that there's just really the one where you can get everything. And you can also sign up for the newsletter. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of information to learn about each of the authors and the tropes per month. If you go to happilyeveraftercollective.com, there's so much information oh, there. Okay. So yeah. everyone and go check that out for the because – yeah, right. And now I think still, when they sign up, Avery Flynn. I'm sorry, Lisa. Go ahead. Well, when they sign up, do they get all the old ones too? I believe so. That part I'm not certain, but I can find that out. I'll make sure to post it. Um, I posted about this okay. book lights on Instagram and Twitter, so I'll follow up with the comments under the post. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because I'm sure there will be a lot of people who are curious and they're going, what? How can I get four books per month? What? Um, <laughs> so hopefully they'll all go yeah, join. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and some of my favorite so, authors, too. Yeah, it's so cool that you're involved. I think that's great. And um, so I wanted to ask you, this kind of dovetails into that, um, our readers are always curious, you know, where you came from, how you got there, all that kind of thing. Can you tell everybody your writing journey of how you became a published author? Um, did you always want to write? Was this after you had kids? How, how did it all come about for you? Um, yes, I had a very roundabout journey. It did not start and did not end in a straight line. I started writing, I think, in the third grade. I wrote a riveting book called Derek and the Parrot. <laughs> and I wanted oh, to sweet. one that I still have. Wow. But then I had wow. a family member tell me that I shouldn't be a writer because writers didn't make any money. And at that time, I was so young, I didn't understand that, you know, your career could be what you make it. And it depends on how much energy and focus you put into it. But in the third grade, I didn't know any of that, and I took his work as fun. So <laughs> I ended up going into college and then banking. I self-published a poetry book and a children's book for my nieces and nephews. And then I ended up writing a story, a romance story. I didn't know it was romance at the time. I just knew I wanted them to end happily ever after. And then I got some books to, as reference, and then I was hooked. I started reading romance nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Like, the addiction is really strong, and I have so many romance books. Um, I read other stuff, but romance is my favorite. And so then I started yeah. 
I decided to just really try my hand at this and see where it could go. And that was, let's see, 2017 is when I really started doing it seriously. And I self-published a series, my um, all mixed up series. And from there, I just, I really wanted to really give it up, give it a go. And so I've been querying and pitching and writing and self-publishing. And it's all about continuing to do getting better with each book. Yeah. And and you still publishing. And you are multi-talented because you kind of have diversified and these gorgeous, amazing covers that you have for your books, you make a lot of them, don't you? Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. I, I started doing my own covers when, I mean, I love to draw all the time. And so then I realized, why don't I just try to do my own covers? they could get pretty expensive when you're self-publishing. And I wanted to make sure editing was my number one cost because to me, mm-hmm. you know, I want it to be polished. Right. I want, some, you know, quality for my reader. You know, I didn't want to be right. shut down based off grammatical errors. So editing right. was my number one cost. And I didn't want to spend my funds on the cover if I knew how to do it myself. And I had a huge community of self-publishing authors who were also going through the same you know, predicament financially with budget. So I started doing covers for some self-published friends and then word sort of spread. (laughs) And so my (laughs) tax uh, accountant, he was like, "Uh, you have a business here and you need to form it as such. (laughs) And so I kind of got reprimanded (laughs) in the tax office. And so I started the business. I have the website. It's .covers.com, so D-O-T covers. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm on Instagram, too. So, yes, Yay. I'm thankful for my tax person. <laughs> he made me do it. And I was like, okay. This Dang is you for being yet. so talented. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, this was a nice little way to offset my expenses, you know, a give and take. Right. I wasn't doing it to, like, get rich, scheme or anything like right. that. I wanted to pay for my editing. <laughs> and, and Right, right. Know, it can be costly. And so it kind of took off a little bit. And now I'm pretty happy. I've got a portfolio, and it's still growing. Uh, my calendar is booked out uh, almost to first quarter next year. And I've nice. got a lot planned. So, yeah. I love exciting. that. Thank you, Lisa. And and I I have been <laughs> – I'm old, but I've been an author for a really – published author for a really long time, and I can tell you that – the way you can live is you have to have many income streams and you are doing Mm -hmm. that and this cover and the covers you're making are fantastic. So if anyone's listening who is, you know, considering indie publishing and you want um, an illustrated cover, definitely go check out dotcovers.com because Mia makes some amazing (laughs) covers over there. She's got a good eye. Thank you. That's so sweet. Um, I'm I'm looking here at uh, at all my millions of questions as we're completely running out of time. But I have to ask you <laughs> because Monopoly. I forgot to ask you what your favorite board game is. What are your favorite games to play with families that people should all go get? Okay, so first it's going to be Monopoly, hands down. <laughs> and then I love um, Yahtzee, family favorite. Taboo, 
<clears throat> let's not forget Trivial Pursuit and Clue yeah. and Scrabble. Really, any words, categories, too. There's so many fun games out there. There are. Oh, my gosh. And I have to tell you, there is a super fun game called Villainous, which you know I would love. Um, <laughs> but it's all it it's Disney all villains? Disney villains. It's Disney <gasps> villains. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's called Villainous, <laughs> and there's an expansion pack. So I have both. You have to get the expansion pack oh because gosh. that has the evil queen in it. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it is so much fun, oh. so much fun. And you get all of each villain has their own special villain powers, and you have to, you know, use your villain powers when other people are getting close to getting their one thing because, you know, every villain has one goal that they want. Yes. So, anyway. Super fun, super fun. Highly uh, recommend. Already on Amazon <laughs> with it in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, god, that before... is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, oh, super fun. You will love it. Um, <laughs> so before we run out of time, can you tell everybody, um, you know, where they can find you, how they can communicate with you, and get all your books? Yes, thank you. I, you can find me on my website, MiaHeinzelman.com. I'm always on either Twitter or Instagram. Um, I dabble in TikTok. <laughs> Not that <laughs> high that is, but my Instagram is Mia Heinzelman Author. My Twitter is Mia Heinzelman. And also Mia Heinzelman on um, TikTok and Facebook. Um, let me see. What else am I on? Those are mostly the places. My link tree is on Instagram too, so you can find me anywhere. And I think that's and you have a newsletter, oh, a newsletter, right? On my website. <laughs> yep, I was just about yes. to say that. And then if you <laughs> go to my website, miaheinzelman.com, it'll pop right up and say, "Join my newsletter." <laughs> so it's right there on the homepage. Yay! You don't have to search. Thank you. All right. Everybody go and pre-order Monopoly. It is going to be so much fun. I promise you will love the book. And if you are hungry for a good read right now, grab Friendship Contract because super fun. Thank you again for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy to be here. And hopefully I'll get to meet most of you soon. Yes. Thanks for being here again, Mia. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Hmm, the end music is not making any noise. So in blog talk style, we got a little glitch here, but I am going to say goodbye. So thanks, Mia.